Welcome to the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you manage your money better, invest wisely, retire early, and grow your wealth for you and your family and live your best life. My name is Tony Thomas, Charter Financial Planner, Pension Specialist, and Money Coach. I've advised thousands of people over the last 30 years. I'm going to share with you real life stories and everything that you need to know to build a financially secure future and a great lifestyle. If you enjoy the podcast, then feel free to subscribe and leave a review. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. I'm joined today by Lee Bridges. So welcome, Lee, to the show. Tony, thank you so much for having me on, buddy. Really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. I'm glad to have you on the show. Lee is an amazing drummer. I wish I could drum as half as good as what Lee does. I wasn't Not- expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. That's a new one. So you're the first drummer I've had on you, sir. Uh, Lee is also a great podcaster and the author of an amazing book called Get, oh, sorry, Do Shit, Get Shit Done, which is all about mindset and motivation which is one of my um, pet topics these days. So Lee, please, in, um, so Lee, please share with us your story, which includes your struggles with drug addiction and how you now help people with their mindset and motivation to achieve amazing results. Yeah, perfect. So look, first things first, Tony, I really appreciate you having, on, uh, having me on your show. That's uh, awesome of you. And uh, yeah, I've had a bit, of, a bit of a sort of interesting life, I suppose, is a... Uh, um, I, I often sit in sort of uh, meetings with people, um, especially like financiers and like a lot of the stuff now I do is with a brokerage. Um, so, uh, so I'm often sat down across the table from people and they say, tell us a bit about your background. And I tell them and they kind of screw their face up and go, okay, maybe, okay, let's see if we can do business kind of thing. But um, so in, in, a, in, a, in a bit of a nutshell, mate, it's, um, I, uh, I was a traveling musician for most of my 20s. Um, and when you're a musician, uh, unless you're completely like, you know, playing with Beyonce or Bob Dylan yeah. or something like that, uh, you end up not having that much money. Yeah. So you'll, you'll go on tour, you spend, spend a few months in a tour bus, come back to England, uh, and then realize you can't pay your rent. So you have a few options. You either end up um, playing sort of function gigs and wedding gigs and stuff like that, um, which I did a bit of. But uh, the thing that I got into was teaching. So I ended up teaching, um, well, lecturing actually, um, music and music business and stuff like that. So I've, I've worked. So for a long amount of time, I was sort of either on the road or in a university or a college. Um, uh, and then, and then, yeah, you, as you rightly pointed out, had a fairly bad drug addiction, which, uh, which we, you're more than welcome to talk about. Um, and then off the back of that, um, wrote a book which helped me to get off of the drugs, which is um, uh, kind of why I'm, it's funny because uh, I, I've been called an author a few times because I have a book, but I definitely, definitely don't think I'm an author. I find it quite, um, quite hilarious because I haven't, I, I just, I don't know. I never thought that I'd write, if you know what I mean. It's um, one of those things that everybody wants, well, most people want to do. They want to write a book. We've all got a book in us. And uh, I've, done, I've written a book as well, but I haven't published it yet, but it's in, it's in the offing. And, um, right, yeah, but I think, it's a, I think it's a great starting point because you know, as, as you've gone through some, uh, you know, some challenges uh, with your life, I'm sure aspects of that are covered in your book as well. Uh, but it's led you to where you are now. And you know, uh, the book itself, I have looked at uh, snippets of it. Uh, I meant to uh, read it fully before we come on on today, but there's some great stuff in there. And I think everybody that's listening today, uh, those who have had challenges, I'm surprised if uh, most of those haven't, then it's a great book to take some uh, takeaways from. So, Oh, bless you, Tony. No, I really appreciate that. And um, what's your book about, mate? Sorry? Mine is more to do with my challenges. Uh, one is um, as, uh, obviously a child, really, uh, where... Usual stories start off with uh, a tough sort of upbringing, uh, broken sort of uh, marriages from a, from a from my parents' point of view. So moved umpteen times, um, often to the wrong uh, part of the world, where you have to fend for yourself, shall we say? Gotcha. And um, I remember the lesson that I re- the one thing that's always stuck in my mind is that having to queue up for uh, free school meals, because we didn't have any money, 
at the end of the day, uh, but made to wait last in the queue until everybody else had been fed. Oh, ouch. So that, that sort of um, experience, if you like, uh, certainly helped forge my uh, future um, because at the time it was demeaning and um, you felt it. And it never left me, if I'm honest. So, so I've always, if you like, vowed to never uh, have to uh, struggle financially. And um, this is why I'm, I'm in the, the industry I'm in at the moment. So. No, I absolutely love that. Isn't it a, it's a crazy thing, isn't it? Because sometimes those things that are really, really hurt and they're really, really raw, um, when you're a kid, you look back and you're like, oh my God, thank God that happened. Because uh, it, it really does mould you. It sounds a bit soppy, but it really does. Uh, it shapes your future. It, it, uh, and you can either use it to your advantage and use it in a positive way, or you can uh, let it get on top of you and crumble um, but this is where the, having the right mindset comes into play. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The thing is, I, I was talking to someone about this, uh, weirdly enough, on a podcast yesterday. And I think the, the funny thing is, I'm terrible at so many things. Um, but the one thing I've learned is that it's, uh, a, lot of it's, it's, um, a lot of it's consistency. So I think if you, if you kind of do something regularly, even if it's just a tiny little baby step, but you do it every day, every single day, just lay another brick down, lay another brick down. And it's, it's not long before you're sort of like, ooh, there's a bunch of bricks there. They don't look like rubble anymore. They're sort of like a little square. And you keep building them up and then you're like, oh, there's a couple of walls. And then you know, you've got a place to put your roof on. And it's, um, and, you know, you can learn anything. You, can, you really can. You can be absolutely terrible and just be consistent and give it, a, give it six months or a year and you'll know what you're doing. It's just a brilliant thing. I love it. I think one of the learning lessons from that is uh, to look how far you've come in life, not how much further you want to, to go or need to go because you've achieved so much in the past and the future is just another succession of those small steps. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's so cool. I love that though. When, when's the book out, sir? Um, I'm looking to get out uh, by the uh, fourth quarter, so the end of this year. Nice. Uh, I need to do some... Uh, modest- such, such a business response in the fourth <laughs> quarter. See, I, I don't know if you... Well, like, we found this as well because the reason I say that I'm not really an author is because I... Firstly, when, when the book first turned up at my house, because I obviously uh, got, got some author copies... I was like, oh my God, that is like about two or three times thicker than I expected it to be. So I had no idea what I was doing. I just sort of started writing. And, um, <laughs> and uh, it kind of turned into a thing where I was like, right, I think I can do that better. So I'm writing the second book at the moment. Um, but the funny thing is I'm, I'm doing a podcast, which is a version of the first book. So I'm reading the first book while I'm writing the second book. And, you know, you talk about sort of um, moving forward and, and, and kind of getting experience. And it's like, I'm spending a lot of the time being like, oh, oh I don't agree with that anymore. And do you know what I mean? I've, I've changed my mind on that. Or, oh, that bit was on point. And like, I'll, you know, I'll keep that kind of stuff in there. But, but yeah, very interesting journey. I think when you look back, was, uh, certainly with a project like a, a book, you, you're never going to be totally happy with it. You'll always want to make changes. Or uh, you think, well, yeah, if I did this, if I wrote this book again, I would do it differently. Or well, it changes, change that. That's only natural, but isn't life like that anyway? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the thing is, I always stand by this. I think doing something terribly is 100% better than doing nothing at all. And like for me, because I, I, um, I read a lot myself, I listen to a lot of audio books um, as well. And I just try and, I try and educate every day. I try and do something every day where I feel like I'm, I'm progressing, you know? Because um, I think prog- progression is definitely happiness a lot of the time. And um, it's, it's just, yeah, it's very interesting to me um, what you can, what you can kind of get, you know, that, the, the very small uh, sort of micro goals. If you keep doing those micro goals, they turn into the macro goal and then you've got, you've got a win there. And it's like just little bits. You only have to do little bits and it kind of compounds and it turns into something really powerful and really, really, really good. So talk me through the, the sort of key chapters you've got in your book in terms of how, um, you uh, now because you're obviously helping other people with mindset and motivation so uh, give us a flavor in terms of what you've got in the book and maybe some of the key points that you feel that will help the listeners uh, when yeah, they uh, when they they're in need of uh, a pickup should we say because they've struggled with either mindset or motivation yeah no worries at all so i've tried I've, i really tried to um to make a point of of the whole of, of basically creating a strong mind and I, I think it's a very very simple concept and premise but 
the majority of the book is the kind of stuff that you wouldn't you're just not taught at school so I, I spent like I mentioned I spent a lot of time lecturing uh, at universities and colleges um, and I actually, weirdly enough, I won a Teacher of the Year award, which was amazing. And then I got let go the week after because I wasn't teaching to syllabus. And the funny thing was, and I remember, I, I, I remember this to this day, is I, all of my students were getting first. I, I, was, I was one of the only, I'm, I, I'm not to big myself, just to make a point. I, I, all of my students would get firsts um, off the stuff that we were teaching. And it was a lot of like life lesson stuff and things that I thought were really important. But I got let go because I wasn't teaching to the syllabus. So it's kind of interesting thing. So I set up a, a non-for-profit um, group for 16 to 21 year olds yep. uh, called 100 Club. Um, and what we teach there is kind of all the stuff you don't learn at school. Um, so that could be, and, and they're really open sessions. That could be anything from, uh, yeah, from mindset, motivation, uh, sort of character building stuff, right up to, you know, how to do a tax return, finances, uh, to entrepreneurship, to business acumen. And then right across the board, you know, health, fitness, nutrition, like, like all, all the things that are kind of, I, I personally believe make a, a, a well-rounded human, uh, like a good human that does the right things, you know? Um, so the sort of, the, the, the take-homes from the book, that a lot of it's to do with consistency and it's just kind of the idea of having that little personal personal coach that's with you the whole time. It's just going, Tony, come on. Yeah, keep going, keep going, buddy, keep going. And then, you know, whenever you feel like you're going to crack, because that, that's it. I, I suppose the best way that I could um, explain it is, I always think like if you're at A and you're trying to get to B, whatever B is, B might you you know B might be that you want to exit a company for X amount of money. B might be that you want to ask someone on a date. B might be that you want to ask someone to marry you. Uh, B might be that you want to lose a bit of weight. Whatever it is, and the, the thing with life is there's a very straight line between those two things, but life will just constantly try and pull you off of that line. So the idea of uh, a lot of the idea of the book is to just keep people on that line. So whatever their B is they can go right okay i'm starting to move this way and something happens in life it could be something terrible like losing a family member or a friend yeah it could be something you know not that bad but still sort of a bit crushing like you know uh i don't know you you, you broke your ankle before the big game or whatever it is and the idea of the book is to just keep keep them on that line um and so that you can get to the point where you've hit that goal and you've hit that target and you go cool what's the next one where, where do i go from here does that make sense yeah i i, I yeah as you say in uh, those things, there's a lot of synergy between us. Although it may not be obvious, we all know life gets in the way. Uh, there's no question about that. And usually at the time that you uh, really don't want it. You know, as you say, it could be that it could be the biggest day of your life uh, the following day and uh, something happens and you can't either attend or whatever it might be. But these things do happen. But I think having that focus um is key and uh, what i liken to what i do is that with me with my clients then we uh, obviously we set out uh, to, uh with a plan for somebody to achieve whatever their goals and objectives are and they don't necessarily need to be uh, money related but uh, usually uh, obviously money is required to have that sort of lifestyle or those events that they want to happen um but exactly as you said uh, things do uh, get in the way uh, we are thrown off course or off track from time to time. But part of my role is very much in a similar way to you as is that keeping people on track. So yes, we might um, uh, sway off track from time to time, but it's about bringing people back on track to make sure they still uh, get where they want to be. Exactly that. And I think the, the, other, the other thing I'd like to um, bring up about the, the, the book is I... I, I, weirdly enough, I was writing this about a month ago. Um, so I'm like I said, I'm writing the new book. And, and I was thinking to myself, uh, I was having one of those moments where I was sort of like, sometimes it flows out and you, you know what it's like. Sometimes you're just smashing the calls or whatever it is you're doing. Uh, you're doing really well at the gym, whatever it is. But I was having one of those times where I was like, just looking at the computer screen, like, uh, uh, and nothing was coming out. And I thought to myself, I was like, I wonder why I've started writing because it's, it's nothing I hadn't done it before it's not something that I've ever been into I do a lot of like copy and, and content creation and stuff like that for, for, for my businesses but I you know it's not something I'd ever done personally and the interesting thing was I, I, I realized this was about a month ago I realized why I started writing and it's completely sincerely it's because I want to be honest and I realized that for a long long time my ego was getting in the way um, I, I was I was even I, I, I kind of sold myself on my own 
crap for so long that I'd started to believe it. And, and that's a dangerous place to be because once you, once you can't tell what's, what's honest and what's not, you know, that, that's a bad place. And, we, you know, we're surrounded, I won't go off on one, but we're surrounded by media. I, I, I'm, yeah. One of my companies does digital marketing. So I understand marketing. I know, you know, I know how you market something. And, you know, you're up against people that are lying. You're up against people that are constantly streaming like a load of crap. And, you know, and I realized I was like, you know, that doesn't make me happy. It doesn't make me happy at all. I don't think it makes me a good person. And I've been trying over the last few years since I've been aware of it to just be honest, to just re really like try and be a good human being, to try and progress in the right way, uh, to try and make the right decisions, to, 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 to try and react in the right way. And like you say, there's, there's so much, you know, life is life. It's, it's unrelenting. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't, if you're having a bad day, it doesn't go, yeah, no worries, mate. We've got your back. <laughs> like, we, we, we won't throw anything else. No. In fact, a lot of the time it just, you know. Yeah, you're on your dumbness, so we're going to kick you some more. Exactly that. And it's, it's that moment, isn't it? When you look up to the heavens and you go, surely that must be it. And it just goes, eh, eh, <laughs> you know, so it's, um, so, so something I really tried to, you know, that I'm really trying to do, and this is just a personal thing myself, is just to, just to try and strip my ego out, get, 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 to the, get to the bottom of it and try and work out how I can be the best person. So, so one of the things I live by, um, and, and I really, really, uh, I do do this every day, is I just try and be a little bit better than the day before. Yeah. It's a really simple concept, and I, it might be... It might be one tiny little thing. It might be the um, reciprocity of some of some way. It might be like just doing a nice thing for someone, remembering to ring my nan, yeah. you know, and to, to just to check in. It might it might be something huge, like really putting myself out selflessly to do something else. And sometimes I screw up, and you know, and and, and then I have to think about it and then figure it out. But I just try and I try and be a little bit better every day. I try and leave things better than I found them, if that makes sense. Uh, it makes perfect sense. Uh, a lot of people are, I've had on the podcasts have been um big into gratitude so i don't know if that's something you practice as well uh but i will pick up on another point uh obviously being you being honest i think for me i would uh, relate that as being authentic yeah because at the end of the day is that you know people uh you know when you're in business in particular or you are uh, building relationships with other people in whatever walks of life that is you need to be yourself you can't pretend you can pretend to be something else or somebody else in short bursts uh but you can't do that all the time so i think life is about being yourself and naturally some people are going to love you for being yourself and other people are just not going to either get you or like you or whatever it is but that's life i think sometimes that's a tough lesson uh but you're better off having the people around you who love you or like you for who you are rather than ones who couldn't care less or don't like you, whatever it is. So. Oh, hundred percent. And I mean, I, like, I, I love that. Uh, I, I, it's that you are who you hang around with your heart. You are who you, uh, what you eat, not who you eat. You definitely aren't who you eat. That's, that would be extremely strange. And um, <laughs> what you eat, you are who you hang around with. You are the situations that you put yourself in. And I think it's, um, it's an interesting one. So I do a lot of stuff. Um, I do a lot of stuff with like kind of not anti-school in the way I, I don't disagree with school whatsoever, but I do think that there's a lot that needs to be, um, there's a lot that needs to be dis disrupted uh, in that particular space of education where, you know, I have a stepson, um, my stepson's 13 now and I mean, he hates school. He just genuinely hates it. And when we, when we went into that first lockdown, uh, me and his mum homeschooled him for a while yeah. and I genuinely never seen him so happy it, most of it wasn't me most of it was his mum because I, I was in the office a lot of the time um but she was managing to teach him in a way that he didn't realize he was being taught and she was relating to him obviously with my my sort of um teaching experience back in the day um you know I, I know that it's, you, you don't get bad students you get bad teachers and if you know it's, it's funny because um his name's Cal uh, so Cal's uh, favorite lessons have got nothing to do with stuff that he enjoys and whenever I ask him, I say, why, why do you like that lesson, mate? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I just really like it. And I go, do you like your teacher? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I love my teacher. And then he would do something like PE, which he loves. He loves physical education. He loves sport, doesn't like his teacher. And he'll, he's like, no, nah, I'm not really, not really up for that. And I think there's so much to be said about being able to relate to people. Like you say, just being, being really honest with yourself, being truthful, um, being realistic and authentic, uh, and, and just being able to go, look, this is me. Uh, like, this is me. If you don't like it, that's fine. Move on. That's not a problem. If you do like it, let's have a chat. 
Do you know what I mean? It's that it's it's very sort of simple concept. Uh, I think you're right. If I look back on my school days, uh, then exactly the same. I think you know, most people would probably say the um, exactly that. that if they enjoyed or they liked the teacher, invariably they enjoy that lesson. Doesn't have to be they they were great at it, but it doesn't mean you still can't enjoy it. And it's the same with um, you know as, as you are when we're adults, you will work better in an environment where you like people. Um, oh, because one is again, um, you know, we've all had uh, poor bosses in the past and things like that. Uh, it makes such a difference. Uh, but if you are on the same wavelength of other, as other people, uh, then you can achieve a lot more because you're in a much better frame of mind and uh, in a culture that encourage you, encourages you to be you and uh, help you to achieve and, and strive to be better, as you say, than you were the day before. This is it. I always think about that that moment when, um, you know, the classic, the, the, the teacher question when you're a kid, when you're sort of like primary school and they're like, what do you want to be when you're older? And you're like spaceman or like dragon or dinosaur, or, I don't know, Power Ranger or something like that. And, and everyone's like, yeah, cool, no worries. And then the older you get, the more realistic uh, and mediocre and sort of, you know, normalcy comes into it. And you're kind of, you're built up to believe everything's possible. And then you have it, the carpet ragged out from underneath yeah. you. I just, I, I've really tried to spend a lot of time surrounding myself with the people that if I tell them I want to be a dragon, they go, cool, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Like, how, how, how can we scheme a plan? And, you know, there's a lot to be said about... Um, just yeah, surrounding yourself with the right people and 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 being a good person. Like it's, I I I really it's something I preach, but I just I think it's a very simple concept. And really, everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants to be loved. Everyone wants to be successful, um, in in whichever way, shape, or form that is. You know, I, I successful comes up a lot, and I think a lot of people have got it in their head that you you know. Uh, it's it's all to do it's all monetary but i don't believe that at all i think to be successful it's relationships it's health it's you know it is monetary as well it's 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 your happiness your freedom your you know how you are with other people and i think to get to that stage you 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 really have to open up and be honest and, and just be yourself you know uh like my background as you know is in the, the financial services industry so uh money is my, is my thing in my industry and uh, take it from me uh, happiness does not stem from money. It's no, money. absolutely not. You need money, like we all do, uh, to pay the bills and have a reasonable lifestyle. Um, but that is not the things that make you truly happy. It's all the other things in life, as you've mentioned. Um, we'll touch on that later, but it's um, um, I've probably got a lifetime of experience of that. So I know what, if you like, what makes people happy and what doesn't make them happy. Money is that part of that equation. Uh, yeah, and I think you know that money definitely helps. Um, it you know it definitely it can it can allow allow a lot of opportunities. Um, but this, like you say, there's so many more bits of the puzzle um, that you need. You need them all at the same time. Uh, I know a lot of people that have got a, you know a shed ton of of, of of cash. They're liquid as hell, but they're not happy, or or they're you know they're they're really fit and healthy, but they've got no money, or they're overweight, but they've got bad relationships, you know. And it's it's trying to get all of those things at the same time, uh, and kind of you know right, toe that line and 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 ride ride the right wave kind of thing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that um, uh, I've I've read it somewhere where. Uh, to have the optimum level of sort of happiness, uh, you need around 70, 75K a year to, to achieve that. Uh, anything over and above that um, doesn't make you that much happier. You know, very small percentages. So it's again, is as human beings, we have obviously, you know, if you've uh, you know, read Maslow's hierarchy, et cetera, is that we have basic needs, et cetera. And so obviously it goes up to different levels. Uh, but once you achieve... Uh, what you need in life to be uh, happy, uh, then you don't need more money to do that. No, this is it. And I think I, I, I yeah, I read that statistic a while ago as well. And the, the funny thing is, it's, it's, it's insane, isn't it? Because everyone's extremely similar and also extremely different at the same time. 
and someone's needs can be completely different to someone else's. You know, so, some people I know, you know, they need that seven figures in their bank account. Yeah. Some people are completely happy, you know, living in their overdraft. It's it, it's just different strokes for different folks. And I also think every everyone likes to have an opinion about everybody else and they, they don't get their, their own, you know, they don't sort of clean their own side of the street before they start attacking everybody else's. And I, I really, I personally, I'm, you know, it's a, it's a battle. It's a constant battle, but I'm very much trying to do that. I'm trying to sort myself out before I start pointing the finger. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to trying to make sure that I'm in the right right sort of headspace for myself uh, before I start, you know, um, trying to analyze anybody else. And I think one of the things that comes up a lot, because especially when you do like, I suppose the book's considered self-improvement. But the problem is when you come up uh, in that, you always get put in a box and you always get put in a, in a particular kind of thing. And, uh, the, you know, the whole sort of like the self-improvement guru time kind of thing comes up. And I'm just I'm so the opposite of that. I, I very much believe that I've made a bunch of mistakes. Um, if you can learn from my mistakes, perfect. If I can help you out at all, perfect. That's that's an amazing thing. If I can't, then then move on it's, it's not a problem you know and, and you'll be able to find someone else that will be able to some some you know some people will relate to it some people won't so it's just about finding the right the, the thing that works for you everyone's different right uh we're all different uh, everybody's unique um in the same way i do everything i do for clients is bespoke to them um but i just i'm smiling because uh i had a conversation with uh, another guest a few weeks ago and uh uh, learning by mistakes uh, was a big um, topic in that conversation uh, and the best uh, types of mistakes to learn from is somebody else's well it, it stops you uh, it stops you getting your hands burnt as often doesn't it um weirdly enough I, I was talking to someone about this the other day as well and it's uh it's that kind of idea of some i don't know sometimes sometimes it feels like you need to get burnt yourself like for me, with, with the whole, um, with the drug thing, you know, I had to hit rock bottom. It seems that that, that was the way that that works yep. for me to have my enough is enough day to get to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is, you know, this is terrible. This is a bad, this is not a way to live a life. And, and it's not a way to, um, what's the word, to feel sort of like, I should feel humbled about my life. I should feel thankful and I should feel grateful. And, and I was throwing it away. Um, you know, and for, for me, I kind of had to put my hand in the fire, no matter how many people told me. And I, and I really don't like that. I wish I could have learned without having to go through that. Um, but at the same time, I think you're completely right. I think that if someone can save you the time and the effort and the energy and the, the, the tears and the blood and the sweat, you know, perfect. That, that's a really handy, um, a really handy sort of unfair advantage and a cue jump. I like that. I think it all depends, obviously, the challenges that you go in through because, you know, we've all done things that we regret or wish we hadn't done. Um, you was obviously, you know, with the drugs, uh, is a, you know, is a different problem and something that you yeah, in yourself uh, have to go through and you have to come out of that. Doesn't matter how well people around you wanted you to come off the drugs, you uh, that's still not enough for you. You have to do that for yourself. Absolutely. I mean, the thing is as well, because this is what I was talking about a minute ago with kind of cleaning up your inside of the street is that like you, you are the only one that can control what you do. You can make your life better or worse. Yeah. You can choose whether to be a good or bad person. And I genuinely believe deep down you, if you, if you have to be, um, you know, in the room, you have to be um, uh, aware of it and, and have an awareness. But as soon as you know that you're doing something wrong, because you do know, you always know. Yeah, as long as you give it the time and you're not on a, a autopilot and you're not just going through the motions. If you stop and think, is this wrong or is this right? Am I doing the right thing or the wrong thing? You always know, your conscience will tell you, uh, your gut will tell you, your heart will tell you, you know, whatever it is that, that works for you, you'll know. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a very weird position to be in, to, to be knowing that you're doing something entirely wrong and choosing not to stop it. Do, do you know what I mean? It's a, it's uh, yeah, a very absolutely. I think sometimes we, um, we don't always recognize ourselves when we're in the midst of these things. I think sometimes it takes a lot to um, uh, turn around, but usually there is a moment, I'm sure that would have been the case for you, where, uh, you know, where you've hit drop bottom, whatever it is, but enough is enough and you've got to turn your life around or there's only going to be one outcome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, you know, I financially crippled myself um, and that was the least of the problems. Um, I, <laughs> with, with that particular situation, I, you know, I've, 
I, it's it's funny because it, it gets brought up quite a lot, um, you know, and it's uh, it was a state I can't. I just honestly, Tony, I, I cannot think that I, I can't even compare how I am now to then. It don't, it doesn't make. I can't. I, I, the idea of doing what I was doing then now, I just it feels like a, it's worlds away. It's it, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And and the weird thing was, I, I I've always disagreed with the drug trade. I don't, you know, I I I I think it's a, a terrible, horrible thing. And for some reason, I was that kind of anomaly that that ended up just falling down the rabbit hole and you know, uh, and just completely going out of control. And what was, what was really weird about it? Because someone asked me this the other day. They were like, you know, were you lying to everyone? And were you, you know? And I was like, honestly, no. I actually I kept my ethics throughout the whole thing to everyone else, I completely screwed myself over, <laughs> you know, I really put myself through it. I, I was lying to myself constantly. It was, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's that kind of look in the mirror moment that, that is very hard to do. It's very hard to sort of keep pulling back the layers until you get back, until you get to the problem. And then when you get to the problem, it's hard work. It's again, it's consistent hard work that no no one ever wants to bring up the conversation when when someone's going through something um a lot of the work i do is with uh, mental health as well so um with some of the clubs i work and things like that and i still do lectures and, and public speaking and things like that and you know uh, and and the majority of the time it, it boils down to a lot of uh, people's mental health their anxiety their, their confidence and stuff like that and the battle that, that, that someone will put themselves through is so much worse than the battle that they can have with anybody else. You know, it's, it's always an internal thing. Uh, and it's just trying to, trying to get people aware that, you know, th there's, there's help out there. There's always help out there. It's just, you know, finding it is the, is the bit that I think people struggle with. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, just, just making sure that people understand that they've got a place to go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's um, certainly with mental health uh, and any and other challenges. Uh, often it's a lifetime challenge. Um, but I think hopefully, uh, as a um, society, we are getting better asking for help. Um, you know, we've seen issues, or we've seen it much more in the limelight in the last few years in particular, with obviously high-profile high profile people uh, raising the awareness. So I'm glad to see that you know, a lot of people are now um, looking or seeking help when they go through these uh, challenges. I mean, I've seen the, the I don't know if I saw it this morning, uh, uh, Frank Bruno was on again about his um, his mental health uh, troubles, etc. And obviously the, the gyms and things that, that they've got to help others in a similar situations. So, Lee, you've mentioned um, a few times now, you, now you've been involved with a few different businesses. So do you want to uh, give us a flavor in terms of what they are? Because a lot of what you do definitely seems to be all around the mind, uh, mindset and motivation area. Yeah, yeah for sure. I've, I've, it's, I suppose it's kind of interesting. So at the moment, uh, I've got, I'm going through insolvency with one of my companies, um, which is uh, interesting, uh, to say the least. I, uh, so basically, I, I bootstrapped. Uh, I, I, I was a, a touring musician for most of my 20s. Yeah. I noticed uh, I noticed a gap um, in the market. Uh, so a couple of things about musicians, uh, and I hope I don't offend anyone, but the majority of musicians really terrible with finances, uh, and also their work is seasonal a lot of the time. So for a lot of paid work that you would do as a musician, it will be over the Christmas period or throughout the summer, and then you've yeah. got these two bits either side of it where, where there's no work. You mix those two things together, and it's you know it makes for a fairly hard hard life kind of thing, yeah. or be potentially hard to pay the bills and you know and, and have structure. And um, so I noticed a gap where with my educational background, I kind of thought, you know what, I could set up an agency, and I could uh, make something where we're offering them regular work throughout the year. So we sort of we approached hotels and places that you wouldn't normally necessarily have live bands and DJs in, yeah. um, and approached them for sort of contracts as opposed to the ad hoc gigs that they were doing. And then kind of mirrored that with um, with education on on how to sort of run your finances, uh, right up to stuff like mindset, motivation, things like that. Um, and yeah, bootstrapped it, um, it got it into profit uh, after about eighteen months, and then ran it for about seven years. And then COVID came and absolutely killed it overnight. Uh, I lost my, you know, this is all very recent and fairly raw. Uh, I lost all my um, lost my employees, lost my lost my premises, uh, everything like that. And and I suppose. You could definitely argue that this was a stupid move, um, but I suppose it will show my ethics, is I didn't want to furlough anyone um, because I didn't want them to lose their 20%. I, I know a lot of people were like, oh, brilliant, I get to, I get to not work for 80% yeah. of my wages, but it's like, at the same time, you just lost 20% of your wages. 
yeah. and and some of the people that were working uh, for us or with us um, you know they've got families uh, that's you'll know this as, as a business owner that is a hard yeah. cross to bear as soon as you're you know if you screw up and it screws up someone else's life that's a very very heavy cross to bear so I decided to pay them out my own pocket uh, which would have been okay if there was only one lockdown um, but you know then there was two and then there was three and and it just you know we couldn't couldn't carry on um, trading so really reluctantly um, like I say I'm going for insolvency with that company now so I've got that that on one side yeah. uh, in the meantime at the start of lockdown i decided and, and this will as a financial advisor i think you potentially will either laugh or screw your face <laughs> up at this point okay um, but i but i've never i i've never been in the financial sector before and i i thought to myself i was like right okay what's going to happen moving forward um, there's a few things that aren't going to go anywhere and one of them is is business funding uh, and lending so i set up a brokerage um, so I, I kind of, uh, I've, I've done the same thing, bootstrapped that, um, but we're now up to four employees um, and we, we're getting some serious traction, doing really, really well. Um, so I've kind of got a business in the finance. I've, I've, I'm always a complete open book. I don't see the point in lying. So I've got a, a, a finance business with no real financial background at all, um, and, which is hilarious in some respects. But for me personally, I work best and I know this isn't for everyone, but I jump into things. And I, learn, I, I, I know it's the, um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, jump off the cliff and, and build the aeroplane on the way down kind of thing. Um, and that works for me. And, and I, I, you know, I, I learn a lot quicker when I'm under pressure. Um, so, yeah, so we're doing really, really well with that. Uh, and then on the other, and then the third one is obviously I've got the book and the personal brand, um, which I kind of do around, around office hours or office hours. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. How about yourself? Um, well, I'm- as you know, my main uh, role is um, as a financial advisor. So, uh, you know, I, I advise um, lots of uh, uh, people on their uh, financial situation. So I'm in the, in the sort of uh, pre-retirement, post-retirement sort of space. So people obviously approaching retirement and they, they know they need to uh, sort their finances out, uh, whether it's be investments, uh, pensions, um, borrowings, whatever it might be. So they are going to have obviously that lifestyle they want in retirement. How is how has that um, changed with crypto? How has that changed for you? Has that changed your advice that if you don't know? <laughs> uh, financial advisors are not allowed to uh, advise on crypto. It's a non-regulated uh, investment, or I would I wouldn't class in, uh, uh, crypto uh, as an investment. It is uh, you are trading, you're speculating. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and obviously, with, with trading, there's a high, um, there's a very thin line between trading and gambling. And, and I, I think not, not, not especially for long-term traders. Um, but I think that nowadays, where you can get an app on your phone and anyone can be a day trader, um, you know, there's there's a there's an interesting um, there's a, there's there's an interesting line there uh, from from where I'm sitting. Well, again, it depends what stats you want to read, but uh, the stats are certainly if you trade in of any of those types of markets, uh, not necessarily just crypto, but uh, currency markets, et cetera, then uh, the majority of, uh, should we say, uh, the ordinary person uh, will probably lose, um, uh, or 95% of people will lose most of that money, if not all of that money within a very short uh, space of time. Yeah, yeah. If you go into that area, you've got to go into it um, knowing that uh, you are at risk of losing everything that you put into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is the thing, because I think it's, 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 um, it's with, especially with the crypto thing and especially with, you know, uh, trading apps and stuff like that, it's, it's more and more where, you know, you'll, you'll hear your, your, your auntie or your mum or something be like, oh, I've just bought some Dogecoin. And uh, what do you think of that? And you're like, what? Like, what is going on? This is a, it's a very, very interesting world we're living in when a, when a, um, when a meme um, can you know you can stick in two grand and, and be a uh, two million up overnight and then you know it's a very very weird world that we're in you hear about the like all things you always hear about the uh, the positive stories uh, yeah. they're going well but when they're not uh, people tend to go quiet uh, well people don't like losing do yeah our psyche doesn't allow us to do that you know we all like to, like to be uh, happy and successful yeah. Uh, as soon as things start going in the wrong direction, it's something that we um, tend to keep to ourselves. 
Yes, indeed. Yeah. I find that fascinating as well, because I think I'm a, I'm an advocate of being like, I screwed up. Sorry. And I like to try and work out why I've done it. And I like other people's opinions. And one of the things that's getting us um, really far with the, with the brokerage is, uh, which is making a lot of the lenders laugh um, quite a lot is that we're, we're just so open. We're just like, yeah, I don't know what that means. Can you help me out? Yeah, of course. No worries. This is what that means, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, I see it day to day where you can tell someone doesn't know what they're talking about. It's like I, I was saying this to someone yesterday. It's like the um, when someone pulls up in the car and goes, oh, do you know the way to so-and-so? And even though you don't know, you're like, yeah, mate. Yeah, no worries. Take a right up there. Blah. People like to be right. It's insane. Like It's such a weird trait to have because it doesn't help you and it doesn't get you anywhere, you know? Yeah. Sometimes people will point you in the right direction deliberately. So. I've seen that yeah, yeah, times yeah. too, yeah, yeah. So uh, out of uh, devilment uh, or just to have a laugh. So, um, so in terms of the, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the the finance brokerage that you've got, is there any areas that you specialize in? Yeah, so I mean, we we started off the the thing that started uh, getting us going. We're we're, we're good at digital marketing, uh, which is kind of why we started uh, doing that. So we can we can drive good traffic and get good leads. Um, and we uh, we ended up sort of uh, initially we were in this sort of property uh, arena, so uh, doing a lot of stuff, with, and we still do a lot of stuff with uh, property dev finance and bridging loans and things like that, uh, JVs. Um, and and then we just sort of as what we found is that uh, and you'll know this better than anyone is that when someone when a company wants to borrow money they don't necessarily care what kind of product it is it's just can they can they get the funds so um, we've since got into like invoice finance um, you know standard term loans uh, and then right down to things like merchant cash advances and bits and pieces like that so we're sort of we're we're opening up and we 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 don't like not in a um, our whole thing and, and I know this is one of those things people hear a lot but it, I, I genuinely mean it from the bottom of my, my heart it's um, we're just interested in doing a really good job and we absolutely just our customer service is that's that's what we want is just to be bang on point so we uh, we kind of have that thing where we'll you know even if even if we get a, uh, someone phone in and you know that it's that it's not a lead it's not going to go anywhere you can't help them we'll still service them in exactly the same way they'll still get the same follow-up they'll still get yeah. the same sort of um you know most help that we can give them kind of thing and uh yeah that's where we're at yeah uh, it's an interesting space that you're in because uh, if you can crack that space you can do extremely well um and there's yeah. always a, there's always a need uh for uh funding uh, any forms of projects and I think uh, what no, what I've seen in my own sort of world is that niching is where really you make the difference uh, rather than trying to be all things to all men uh, is trying to then uh, niche in a particular area, which is where you know your stuff uh, inside out, um, mm-hmm. which you know, you'll get to that um, eventually. And therefore, then you can be regarded as you know uh, one of the top uh, sort of firms in, in the country, or you are part of the world that does that type of thing. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, and this is the thing. I think it's um, I, I now more than ever as well because it's I, you know it's it's interesting um, what how the government have played this because obviously now, especially with bounce back loans and C bills and yeah. stuff like that, there's there's a, a larger amount of, of, of individuals and, and SMEs that have taken out credit that never would have taken out credit before yeah. Yeah. and because they kind of you know it, because it was sold in that way I think a lot of people have sold the dream and because it was sold in that way and it's kind of like yeah you don't have to pay anything back for a year and you know it's very very minimal APR and stuff like that and now they're getting to the point where they're like oh I have to pay this back and you know I uh, weirdly enough I do this funny thing Tony it's um, uh, I don't know if you'll uh, find this ridiculous or not but I'm not that interested in cars um but I every now and again I book myself in for a test drive um under the proviso that I'm uh, that I'm looking for a car even though I'm not so this is I'll, I'll give you a bit of a, a I, bit I can see I can see why you do it in the in the uh, the business you're in so yeah go on well this is it so I you know I over, over the last couple of years I've gone for like Lamborghini test days and stuff like that. I have no intention of ever buying these cars, but yeah. it's it's quite fun to sort of go out and have them for a day and stuff like that. And weirdly enough, I was at a Mercedes garage, um, probably it was in between the second and third lockdown, I think. And um, and I was test driving this car, and it was a it was a I was I wanted to take my uh, my wife on a date, so I surprised her by turning up in an S class because of COVID. Um, you could you could borrow the car, give it, you know, take it for a test drive without someone yeah. in it. So I went and picked her up, took her out on a quick date. And um, and I was talking to the uh, to the salesman afterwards, and I said, "Oh, you've been busy, mate." And he said, "You would not believe." 
how busy we've been. He said, it's insane. And he said, the funniest thing about it, he said, you wouldn't believe how many people have come in here and bought a car for 49 grand because they've got a 50 grand bounce back loan. Uh, it's the, I mean, well, yeah, it's the one yeah. thing I'm amazed at, but it's the one thing which is becoming apparent that a lot of people have done that. It's scary. But, and, and, you know, and this is the thing, you, you, again, you'll know this better than, than anyone, but as a financial advisor, I mean, like borrowing business money to spend on a car? You, uh, no, 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 no. It's no, a no. complete no-no. So we're finding this now with the brokerage because we've obviously got, you know, most of our phone calls now, or a lot of them. Uh, yeah, I've just realized I've got to start paying my bounce back loan. Um, what do I do about that? I need more credit. And now a lot of people that weren't, you know, would, would never have been in, uh, in, in, in credit before are now having to try and figure out a way to not only run their business and get their business back to normal after all the lockdowns, but actually to now finance the fact that they've taken out finance. So it's, it's you know, it's, it's an interesting uh, sort of play from the government but it's you know it's opened up even with that um you know that rls scheme that they're doing yeah, um yeah. so even with that it's like we were talking about it the other day and we were like okay i see what's happening here because now now lenders can start lending out more um the appetite's been there the whole time but they obviously the, the risk been too yeah. high but now they're starting to lend out money and there's just so many businesses that are getting crippled by it and it's, it's extremely sad um, you know, we, we talk to people on the daily where, you know, they've, they've run a business for five, 10, 15 years uh, and they've, they've, you know, they've just lost it overnight. And on top of that, now they're in, in crippling debt. And it's, you know, it's, it's not reported. It's not on the news. It's yeah. not, you know, and it's a, it's a serious problem. Yeah, I think, I think we will see it uh, more and more. Um, as you know, uh, a lot of the loan backs are now the last couple of months uh, and I'll gather pace in terms of uh, the, you know, the number of people that have to pay these back. So we are going to see more and more of this where people have spent that money unwisely, sadly. Um, but again, it's, you know, it's a lot to do with people not having a full understanding of how money works as much as anything else. You know what, that's very interesting you bring that up because one of the things I realized, I had no idea for a long, 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 long time. Um, and you're not taught it at school. You're not taught about money or what it is or how it works or, you know, what debt is or yeah. how to balance your books or whatever it is. There's no, and it doesn't have to be, the funny thing is, I realized this a while ago, it doesn't have to be that really boring, stupid conversation no, that no one wants. You, you, can, you can come at it in a relative way that makes complete sense. And I've taught, I've taught my kids uh, about money, um, but I've referenced everything to his Fortnite, um, you know, because he plays, uh, plays video games all the time. So instead of it being like you know that's a bank it's like right yeah. that guy over there that you're trying to shoot that's the, that's the bank yeah. uh, the ammo you've got in your, in your gun is what you've got in your bank you, do you yeah. know what i mean and trying to relate it and he understands that and he gets it but I, you know you're, you're pretty much set up to lose with a lot of the, with a lot of the education system in my opinion um, uh, well we'll all we'll all um should we say brought through the, the education system to be employees for start not in, not employers or entrepreneurs uh that's yes, a great um and so therefore, you're set up to, uh, should we say, always have to um, struggle or graft for very little and not think of a much bigger picture uh, for yourselves and what you can actually achieve. And, you know, we're all capable of achieving huge um, things in life uh, and that can benefit ourselves as well as many other people rather than just turn up to a, a job which you know could be very exciting in the early days but we all know you know after you've been doing something for quite some time then should we say the the shine the enjoyment shine goes off it yeah exactly i mean i i it just makes me laugh not laugh in a funny way just in an almost sort of worrying way it's like you know it's it's always that everyone and I know that runs a business was the not always, but nine times out of ten was the DRE grade student that was selling you know magazines uh, you know under the bleachers or whatever. And all the A class, uh, all the A A class, all the A um, grade students, yeah, uh, are the ones working for them. You know, and it's it, it's my my. This is another funny one. My business teacher at school, um, in high school, never run a business. Yeah, my uh, my uh, my one of one of my PE teachers was overweight. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. Like the whole thing doesn't make sense. So, you know, I think there's, but what I do love, I love, especially with things like this, like the podcast you're running is such an awesome thing because it allows people to, people can educate now with real people that are inside their space. Yeah. They don't have to watch BBC yeah. to get their, to get their news. They don't have to watch CNN or Fox or, or any of those, 
any of those things. So you, can, you can genuinely have an interest in something. Uh, you can go on YouTube, you can Google it, whatever. Yeah. And then you can find something where someone that, that, that has real expertise and real yeah. knowledge, real experience yeah. can actually, you know, give, uh, give their opinion kind of thing. And then you can compare that to loads of other people doing the same thing. You can come up with your own, um, own opinions and ideals. And I, I just think that's a wonderful thing. Uh, it's so important to come up with your own ideas and your own thought process at the very least. Uh, and um, the problem with, with most people have got is that they don't know what good looks like. No. Um, so, you know, they don't know what's, what's true, what's, what's um, fabricated, what's good, what's bad. So it's always going to be those issues. Tell me, Lee, can we come in towards the end now? In, in, with regards to obviously the business you've got, which obviously, look, it sounds to me, I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but Obviously, this brokerage is a big part of your life now. So in terms yes. of uh, the, the, uh, the mindset and the motivation, how does that fit in with that? Or is this going to be a, a totally different sort of uh, angle for you? No, uh, no, not at all. I, to be fair, I, um, I really struggle when uh, people talk about work-life balance because I, I actually have a bit of a different opinion on this. And I, my life's my life. That, that's it. I, I want to I enjoy all of it. I, I, I very much, um, I definitely, um, I definitely relax. Uh, I, so I, I can probably, I can probably um, uh, explain this in a, in a slightly easier way. So I, I, I've come up with these eight things that I do every single day. And if I, if, if I miss one of them, then I'm not complete. I don't feel completely happy. I don't feel completely whole. Uh, a couple of those things. One of them is progress. So I, I have to make progress every day, even if it's a tiny little baby step. I have to do yeah. something more than I did the day before. Um, I have to try and be better than I was the day before. Uh, you know, one of, one of the things is uh, looking after my nutrition. One of the things is, uh, and of course I have off days, of course, but um, one of the things is exercise. I have to, if I don't do it every day, then I feel, I don't feel quite like I've done the right thing. I don't feel like the right. So I have the same thing with, um, uh, with work. So to answer your question, I mean, I get into the office most days about half five, six in the morning. I leave it about six or seven at night. Uh, and I tell people that sometimes, and like, oh my God, but I love it. I absolutely love it. And I, I have little, uh, weirdly enough, one of the guys I work with is an absolute legend. And uh, he put it really well. And he talks about having, um, he says he has a little bit of holiday every day. So instead of going on one massive holiday, it would have a little bit. So it might be you go for a cheeky beer at lunch or you, you know, go for a walk on the seafront yeah. at lunch or you, know, you stop to have a bit of a laugh and a joke. But you do it sort of regular enough that you get your little bit of holiday and then you know, jobs are good. And so I don't really have a work-life balance and I don't really approach anything differently. I'm, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly trying to recalibrate um, and get to the point where I sort of, you know, I, if, if I don't feel like I was making mistakes in a year's time about the year before, I'm, you know, I don't feel like I'm growing. So I'm, I'm just trying to constantly do that, get a bit better and do a bit more. So to long-windedly answer your question, I don't really approach it any differently. Um, you know, I, I, I put a lot of time into, uh, it's called Reform Financial uh, is the brokerage. I put a lot of time into that and a lot of dedication into that. But I try and do that, you know, when I go home, I, I turn my phone off and I spend dedicated time with my kid and my wife. Uh, and then, you know, and then I spend time on my lap top and then I read and then you know so I just try and do I try and I try, I try and do all the things that make me um what I consider a good person um every day and then if I miss them and I screw up I try and do them better the next day if that makes sense uh well it's a perfect answer actually so I think when you're in business um you are a different animal than when you are employed uh, there's no doubt about that and I think that you have to um you know you are very similar to me that I've always been a lifelong learner uh, and that has actually been uh, hugely enjoyable for me. So I like to know more than what uh, the next person uh, next to me does, uh, because you can use that in a positive way to help others. And we all know the more people that you help, uh, the more that obviously that comes back to you. Oh, absolutely. It's the, um, it's the, the whole theory of reciprocity. And it's, I think a lot of people really struggle to do something selfless. Uh, and it's very hard. I think with a lot of the media that we have and a lot of the, the way that things are set up like reality tv and like you know bits and pieces like that where they really do bring out the worst in people i think people have their guard up a lot and it's very hard to just get up on a stage and get naked and go look do you know what this is me like deal with it or don't deal with it this yeah. is you know and you, you can you really can you can you can um you can you can get a lot back without really asking for it by just being selfless and just being a good person 
you know, I try I, that, that. That's one of the eight things I do each day is uh, I, I try and do something selfless. Like so for today, for instance, I got a, um, is it a, 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 one of the students I used to teach from years ago. I uh, got back in touch and he said, oh, I, I'm, I'm just putting a book out. Uh, I know you've done that. Have you, have you got any time? Mate, I haven't got any time at all. I'm so busy. And I, I carved it. I forced myself to carve him out 20 minutes, only 20 minutes. But he messaged me about uh, about 10, 15 minutes before we came on this call. And he said, thank you so much for earlier. I feel a lot of clarity. I really appreciate your time. And it's like, I, I don't want anything back from him. I just, you know, he might go off and say to his mates, like, oh, mate, check out Lee's podcast or, go, you know, blah, blah, blah. He might not. I don't know. But I know I've done my little bit of good for the day. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I think it's a perfect way to uh, have that little slice of time to help uh, somebody else. Um, if not every day, certainly a few times a week, if you can, because that will make all the difference as uh, the conversation you had today to that person. Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's a bit like a scale, isn't it? It's um, I try and uh, I, I talk about this in the, in the book is it's a very sort of like, I just a very, very black and white, good and bad scale. Uh, you yeah. know, um, when I go to bed at night, have I, have I, have I done enough good that outweighs the bad? Hopefully, you know, and if I haven't, can I do better tomorrow? Hopefully, you know, <laughs> Yes, that's a good way to look at it. I've got that image in my mind now. So it's uh, uh, the scales work. So um, question, uh, again, just before we come to the end, is, is something I always ask all of my guests. And the question which I will ask you as well is, what does wealth mean to you? What does wealth mean to me? It's an interesting question. Um, honestly, I, I probably the same as success. I, am, I, think, I think people get... I think people get sort of um, bogged down with uh, the idea of like monetary. I think that there's this, there's a very, there's a massive misconception, for instance, about the guy that drives past in a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. Uh, A long time ago, I would have, I would have been with the masses and been like, oh my God, what an idiot. Who the hell does that? Like blah, 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 blah. Now, even though I'm not interested in owning one of those cars, I look at those people and I go, fair play, because I, I know how hard it is to run a business yeah. and I know yeah. how hard it is to get to the point where you can afford one of those things. Um, I personally wouldn't drive around town rubbing my engine because that's not my bag. Yeah. But I look at it differently. So I think, you know, I think what does wealth mean to me? I think, it, I think genuinely, I think it means feeling whole, feeling happy. Um, and and being successful and again just to just to note success not being just monetary that being a part of it but also um good relationships uh, good friendships good health good nutrition um you know like just 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 feeling like a good human i think what does it mean to you uh, you've highlighted most of things it means balance to me in everything or all aspects of your life um, and you've mentioned obviously the health, the relationships, uh, you, uh, the work that you do, helping others. Um, I think if you can have that right balance, which is easier said than done, then uh, your life is going to be as full as anybody's. Um, but we have to recognize uh, what that looks like to us. And as you said, uh, money is a part of it, uh, but it's only a part of it, not everything. Absolutely agree. I really do. You're a legend, uh, mate. Re- really appreciate you, Tony. Um, again, just before we go, then, uh, if people wanted to um, either work with you uh, through, obviously, your finance brokerage or if they wanted help with uh, motivation and mindset, where are the best places to find you, Lee? Um, so uh, you can catch me on leebridges.co.uk. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Lee Bridges. I also have my music account, which is at Drum Hacker. Um, so if you wanted to uh, catch me hitting the tubs, you're more than welcome. I, uh, I watched uh, you doing that, and you know, and your poor drummer. So I oh, so bless you. Uh, and then also uh, the, the company's called Reform Financial. So the website's www.reform-financial.co.uk. Um, and then if you just Google my name, stuff will come up. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I your really yeah, there we See, this is why I need, I need my, so I've got a girl that works with me, Maddie. Um, she's always sat there poking me going, you didn't say that. You didn't say that. Uh, yeah, the book you can, it's called Do Shit, Get Shit Done. Uh, you can find it on Scamazon. Um, 
Awesome job, mate. All the best. Uh, you can find it on Scamazon. Uh, we also, um, I send out digital copies for free. Uh, so if anyone wants to grab a digital, a digital copy of the book for free, no problem. You can email me, lee at leebridges.co.uk or maddie at leebridges.co.uk and she'll do it. Um, and that's probably all the places that we're at. We also, oh, last one we have, because I know she's kicking me. Uh, we have the podcast, uh, which is on iTunes, um, Spotify, Deezer, all of those, Anchor, uh, which is under the same name of the book. All right, brilliant. I put all the links in the show notes. So anybody who wants to pick up on these, uh, they will be in the show notes uh, for them to see. Lee, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, your uh, uh, actual enthusiasm uh, rubs off on me. So it's, and uh, I really appreciate obviously you sharing the story. You have had challenges. You certainly are. Uh, now in a different place to where you were now and it looks as if the, the the future is very bright for you so thank you thank you honestly mate i really really appreciate your time i think it takes a lot for um someone to spend their special time uh, precious time on earth with uh, with someone else so i really appreciate you mate and i love what you're doing thank you so much all right you take care and all the best all the best thanks for listening to today's episode you can find links to everything that we've discussed in the show notes. And if you'd like to know more about what I do or see more great money tips to build a secure and a happy lifestyle, then you can find all of these on my website, ttwealth.co.uk, on my YouTube channel, TTWealth. If you want to work with me, then why not book a free 30-minute call to find out how? You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also produce a bi-monthly newsletter, TT Wealth News, which contains practical money tips that is free for you to download from my website. And if you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something that you've enjoyed and you think will benefit someone you know, then please do share with them. I'm sure they will appreciate it. So it's goodbye until next time. And remember, live for today, invest for tomorrow.